Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode two of the Wonderland Designs podcast. By the time you're listening to this, the podcast will have already launch, launched and the first episode will have already come out. But at the moment, we are recording for the very first time. So I just wanted to say thank you to Riley for agreeing to be the very first guest on the podcast and everyone listening today. So um, first of all, hi, Riley. Hi. Um, today, I'm interviewing Riley, the owner of The Shiny Pineapple. So would you like to just kind of um, introduce yourself and your business? Yeah, so my name's Riley. I'm 17. I'm a high school senior. Um, I'm planning to go to college next year for business or law, probably a mixture of both. Um, I own The Shiny Pineapple, which was established in my mind a few years ago, but only really came to fruition um, this year with the pandemic. I started making masks locally um, for the people around me. And then that also gave me the platform to start selling the scrunchies that I do sell, which are made out of remnant fabric, which helps prevent textile waste. Oh, that's so cool. Um, So today we're just going to be talking about like, what's it like to own a business and overcoming different obstacles that kind of comes with owning a business. So um, so when exactly did you start your business and why? Um, I unofficially started my business in March. Um, mm-hmm. I was word of mouth selling through posting, stuff like that. That's when the pandemic really hit in the United States um, and the need for masks was at an all-time high. I saw the opportunity and I took it. Um, I sold my masks for much lower than what other people in my area were selling them from, which helped mm-hmm. get the business that I did have. Um, And then I officially started my business with the state on June, which is when I filed filed for um, my business license and my tax numbers. Um, Okay, yeah, that's so cool. Um, I started mine in June, June 1st, but I've had like the idea of having a business for a while before. Um, So how long did it take for you and your business to kind of like really get going? and like gain a following and get sales and everything. Yeah, um, so before I was the shiny pineapple and I was just selling under my name, um, I had a lot of sales, which this was only face math. Now I'm primarily mm-hmm. towards scrunchies, um, but it's they both fall into the same thing, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but the face math, I was getting loads of sales. I had um, a wait list of over 100 people at one given time. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was selling um, in my, just in my local area. I wasn't shipping anywhere, but I'd had people say, oh yeah, I'm sending this up to my family in Tennessee. I'm sending this to my family there. So I ended up reaching a lot more people than my local area. Um, mm-hmm. And then as far as the scrunchy side of it, I got my following mostly from talking to other businesses commenting on especially on TikTok right now because that's so popular um just commenting interacting with the other communities yeah um so what is your like favorite part about owning a business this is a really hard question for me to answer as well so there can you can have multiple favorite parts (laughs) yeah I like um the independence of it I get to decide when a product drops I get to decide when I post stuff like that and I you get satisfaction because you know you're putting in as much as you can and seeing results is nice yeah I agree it's really nice to just like be working um like I'm a very independent person so it's very nice to just be working alone and getting to decide everything um so what are some obstacles and like hard bumps along the road that you have encountered how did you manage to get through them 
Um, definitely just being confident in myself and my prices. That's a huge thing is people will say, oh, your prices are too low. Oh, your prices are too high. They're never just mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, I got hate for selling my face masks and not for donating them. I got hate for my prices being low. Um, and then when I did raise prices just by 50 cents, I got hate then. So it was definitely hard for me to find confidence in myself and knowing the worst of my products. Yeah, I feel like either way, when it comes to small businesses, either way, you're going to get hate. Like, no matter what you do, even like, no matter who you're pleasing, there's always going to be something wrong with it. So you kind of just have to at one point be like, still satisfying your following, but also just satisfying yourself and knowing that you like what you're doing. Um, Absolutely. So what advice do you have to small businesses that are struggling to kind of like have that confidence in themselves and their business? I think just keep going. I see so many businesses um, get discouraged so quickly. And I mean, I did this once. I This isn't my first business. It's like my second one. Um, I've been there before. It sucks to not, you know, feel like you are in the big leagues or that you are not equal to another business owner. But I think knowing that the only person you should compare yourself to is yourself. You shouldn't compare to mm-hmm. others because your beginning is not going to look like the middle of their journey because that's where they're at. They're in the middle of their journey. They've already put the time into it. You are just starting out. you got to be patient and confident in yourself. Yeah, I agree. Um, there, there was like this quote that I saw like in kind of the beginning of my business and it was like, don't compare your beginning to somebody else's middle. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it like made sense because I was just starting and I was kind of comparing myself to like businesses that have been going on for a long time. And then there was like in the middle of like my the time period of my business, um, there was like there I had like a time period where I just wasn't getting many sales. And I kind of was just being very like inactive on the Instagram And I just, like, wasn't producing many products. I was just very discouraged. Um, And I was, I realized, and then I went back to that quote, and it was, it's don't compare your beginning to somebody else's middle. But then I thought, no, there's, like, these businesses that blow up, and they're, like, they've been only doing it for, like, two weeks. And I would always, like, compare them, compare my business to them. But maybe, like, what determines if your business is in the middle of middle or its end isn't necessarily how much time it's been going on, but more like how much time and effort that you've been putting into it. Yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so what are some like side hobbies you have and how do you manage those school and your business? And like, if you have an official job that you have to go into, how do you manage like that as well? Yeah. Um, I, so currently I'm working two jobs. Um, Mm -hmm. on top of my business I am both a high school and a college student Um, and then I when I'm not sewing at home I'm usually sewing at the studio of the person who taught me how to sew Mm -hmm. Um, so I am all over the place all the time and I find myself getting overwhelmed but I usually my best bet is to take a step back for a day or two even if it means you know not posting for a day um you know, still going to like my official jobs because I have to go. Um, but just taking a day to be like, okay, we got to recover for a moment. Um, and just knowing that even though I did get stressed out that I know I want to put out good content and not 
just easy one, two, three, this is uploaded or this is an easy product kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. Also, like, I've had times where I had just have to take a quick break from social media in general because it was just, like, giving me way too much stress. And so, but I was worried, like, oh, what if I lose followers? Or, oh, like, what if my um, activity goes down? But the thing is, is no matter what, like, th- those followers are still going to be there when you come back. And unless you're, unless you did something crazy and, like, problematic, there's, those followers are still going to be there. And right when you, like, be more active and you start posting again, they're still going to be liking your photos and still be um, interactive. Like, they're always going to be there. Yeah. Um, so what are some organization techniques, for example, like planners, bullet journals, Google reminders, etc., that you use and find helpful? Yeah, um, so I have two planners. I have one for my business um, and social mm-hmm. media, and then I have another one for my personal life, like school and work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think keeping them separate helps keep me on track. So instead of saying, oh, I have eight assignments, but I also need to do these things for my business, I get to separate them and look at them in two separate um, pieces of paper. They're not connected. Yeah, I agree. Um, I have two separate planners, one for my business slash like personal life and then one for um, school. And um, yeah, I agree. I think that's definitely very helpful because you're not instead of looking at from like all, oh, I have so many things to get done. It's more like in this category, I have these things to do, done, get done. And in this category, I have these things to get done. Yeah. Also, school like always comes first, like business is important, but school always comes first. And so like I always make sure to get all of my schoolwork done and then my business work. Um, and it's just really nice to keep them you know, separate. Yeah. Um, what are some organization techniques that like you have tried and they're just like, they've been unhelpful towards you? Um, so bullet journaling. I love the concept mm-hmm. of it. I just, I cannot do it. I, I can't keep myself on track with it. Um, and I, for whatever reason, I'm very insecure about my handwriting, which is a little off topic, but I can't, mm-hmm. I hate writing things down. Um, and having it be like a permanent thing that I'm going to have to look at every single day and do something else next to it. So just bullet journaling, it was just not it for me. I love how they look. They're beautiful. People who do them, they're amazing. It's not for me. Yeah. My sister is like a crazy bullet journal, journaler. I don't know. And she's like, like everything's like perfect and amazing and colorful and beautiful. And whenever I try, I end up just like throwing it out and being like, okay, I can't look at it anymore or I'm going to cry. Yeah. yeah. So, um, oh yeah, every small business owner, I think we've kind of talked about this a little bit before, but every small business owner has felt like overwhelmed and stressed before. So what do you do to manage these moments and to prevent these things from happening too often? Um, So I think prevention is definitely, you know, being planned out. Um, mm-hmm. and getting help when you need it. Um, I was fortunate enough to have multiple sewing machines at the pandemic. Currently, I have six in my house. And so, oh my yeah, <laughs> two of them are broken, so they kind of don't count, but there are six in the house. Um, wow. And so I broke one of them at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, mm. I had to go out and buy a quick one for $45 from a wholesale retailer. Um, and my grandmother lent me her super old one that's older than me and is heavy duty and is amazing for the face masks and stuff like that. 
but and I taught and then for the help part of it I taught my mother how to do face math um Mm -hmm. she had taken home ec in high school but she hadn't sewn since she didn't like sewing she didn't enjoy it and so I got to kind of reteach her everything she learned in home ec so that she was able to help out when she was available oh that's so cool um have you like so um do you ever have to like manage again kind of like time management um how how like is managing friends and like going out and having to do things because a lot of the time I'll be like planning to um do something for my business or something like that and then um my friend will be like oh want to hang out and of course I want to hang out with my friend but I also have to get these things done and I just don't know what to do um so like have you encountered any of these kind of situations and like what do you do to kind of um manage them I guess yeah um so as far as I think I think it's better to have a balance and it's really hard to establish those balances um I'm lucky enough to have a friend group that is very understanding of like we get it you're doing your thing you've got to do that you got to do that like we know you care about us you aren't just ignoring us because you haven't spoke to us in a week um (laughs) but you know and understanding that yes your business is such a huge part of your life and it should take priority over some things not everything like not school or -hmm. your own health um but you know if you have 20 orders that you need to complete and that's already been two days and you need to get them done you know maybe stay home that night and work on them and reschedule for the next day maybe go meet up with your friend when you take everything to the post office and do lunch or something Um, yeah yeah I agree um and also every small business owner that has been doing it for like a good amount of time has definitely encountered multiple um like people who've just been unsupportive like have you ever has have this is something very common um I've noticed in small businesses has like a friend or not even a friend just like an acquaintance ever been like oh um can I get like a friend sale or something and a lot of the time I do give sales to my friends but at one point it kind of just gets like annoying um so like what do you do to manage that and like what advice do you give to other small business owners that are struggling with that um yeah I think it's important to stand your ground like that goes back to knowing your worth and knowing what your prices are worth um even if you just give them a discount on their first purchase or if their second purchase they get a um a returners coupon code um for coming back and shopping that's a good way to kind of avoid the situation of like, here's a permanent code for you that you can use and um, I will lose profit from it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've definitely had people who have been negative. Um, friend-wise, I had, back from my first business, I had one person um, who is still in my life, but I wouldn't call his friends, but she got very upset when I started talking about what I was doing. I, was, I originally made jewelry before I started sewing. Mm-hmm. Um and so she's like, oh, you just copied me. I just started it. Did it? Did it? Did it? She was doing like chunky bead necklaces, like the wooden ones, the statement mm-hmm. necklaces, and I was doing like earrings and um like just simple stuff like that. And so not yeah. at all worth it. Similar besides the fact it was jewelry. Um, but you know, I just kind of like 
I didn't necessarily cut her out of my life, but I just had to decide, like, all right, your opinion just doesn't matter that much to me. Um, you aren't such a huge part of my life that I feel like I need to have your opinion to validate me kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's very important. Like, small businesses, like, just making a small business can make many friends, and it can also, um, like, hurt many friendships. <laughs> um, yes. Have you ever, like encountered a um like a negative person online like um a lot of I get a lot of dms that's like they're quote-unquote influencers and they have like 200 followers which 200 is a good amount but like if I'm gonna have someone that's gonna be promoting my products I would rather have someone that has a little bit more followers than me um but have you ever like gotten dms of like either just downright negative things or just people not really knowing that your business is a real thing and they don't just reach out to someone and asking for pr free products. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I had, um, most recently I had this group, uh, it looks from what I saw, um, they have a YouTube from what I saw, it looks like they're probably like 10 or 11 ish and they have yeah a YouTube with, I think the most views the one video had was like 22 and they contacted me and they were like, hey, you know, we think you should send us a product for us to review for free, like for free with an all caps. Um, and so I just responded back. I was like, hey, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. However, I'm not doing PR packages at this moment. What you can do is support my business and I can give you a code. However, that code that I was going to give them was the same one that I give to everybody after they buy because I do a returner's discount mm -hmm. um and so they came back and they're like no your items are too expensive I'm looking at your Etsy um and I just kind of came back and I was like hey so I don't sell on Etsy I sell on my own website um I do have an Etsy but it is nowhere near updated Um, and then they tried to schedule a phone call and I was like, eh, I'm good. I'm sorry. Like, it's, it's just not for me kind of thing. Um, but it's not discouraging, yeah. but almost frustrating when you see people like that. I had, um, one video on TikTok do really well. Um, and so instantly I had people either messaging me on, uh, Instagram or TikTok saying, hey. I want to be an ambassador for your business. I love everything your business is about. Da, 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 da. And then they aren't following. Or, um, you know, I tell them no, that I'm not going to do that right now. But thank you for the offer. If we do it in the future, I'll reach out to you and they get mad. Stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think I might have um, the same, like, group of, like, with the YouTube channel. I think um, the same group actually reached out to me. Um, yeah, they people like that can be, like, it can be frustrating. Like, people have definitely asked to be, like, ambassador. The difference with me is I actually, I do have an ambassador program, um, and so I'll, like, give them a link to, like, apply, um, and then I'll look at their application, and it's just, like, not what I'm looking for, and then I've had people, like, reach out after and be, like, hey, like, what's the update? And I'll be, like, oh, it's, I'm not really looking for like this type right now but like I'll let you know if like that changes and then they just get really mad and they don't really like respect that um it can be frustrating um but I've kind of just learned to just 
be like, okay, th- it's their problem. <laughs> um, okay, so finally, would you like to list your social media platforms and any new things coming from um, your business? Yeah, so my website is theshinypineapple.com. Um, it's the same name for my Instagram, same name for my TikTok, everything's the same. It's so much easier. Um, I am on pretty much every major social media platform. I have a Pinterest, I have Instagram, I have a TikTok, I have a Facebook. Um, you can find me on pretty much any platform. Um, but yeah, pretty much it. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much again, Riley, for agreeing to guest on episode two of this podcast. And thank you to everyone listening. So if anyone is interested in guesting on an episode, for now, you can just email me at wonderlanddesignsco.ceo at gmail.com, or you can DM me at wonderlanddesignsco on Instagram, um, because for now, we don't have any application, but I will update you guys if there is one. Uh, Make sure to check out our Etsy shop at Wonderland Designs Co. with two S's, everything is lowercase. Um, And next episode, we will be interviewing Gift Igbin, the owner of the organization GI Social Society, who me and Riley are actually ambassadors for. So um, tune in next time on Wonderland Designs.